Let's rock. Hello, yes, Dan Eisen here. This is the master of Tiger style, Lee Moriarty, Dominic Carini. This is Trey Lamar. This is Zoe Sky. This is Nick fucking Gage. This is Bobby Beverly, and you're listening to the IWTV Guide Podcast. And welcome to IWTV Guide, your guide to work on independentwrestling.tv. I'm Jerry J. Alcockin, and joining me as always, the human rain delay himself, Charlie Butter. And the human computer delay as well, because we've been trying to record for the last 30 minutes, and it's not working for us today. Uh, we're hoping that we get this out to you, and it sounds somewhat normal. If not, we apologize in advance. But next week, we'll be in person again for the first time in a long time. And uh, looking like now that uh, I'll be fully vaccinated, uh, Jared will be getting his first one soon. So we'll be uh, able to do this live again. And hopefully it'll be even better because, you know, we got new microphones and new equipment and everything should sound way better. So bear with us these technical days. So uh, what did you, what did you uh, think of the showcase of the independence? After the first day, I did not catch a lot of it. I took Friday completely off from wrestling entirely. And yeah, yesterday and today, just kind of bits and pieces here and there. But I enjoyed everything I saw. Right on. I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything bad, anything offensive, anything stupid. No. (laughs) I saw uh, Bobby Beverly take a knife board uh, last night right before WrestleMania started. So Uh, I also avoided the. IKW show to avoid being it something stupid, Bobby. I love you, but not the best, not the best decision. I don't think. I uh, he was all right. It's all good. It was a good match. It, they used the uh, there. There was a saw board and there was a, a knife board, and it wasn't. It wasn't terrible. It, it wasn't. I was. I was very much dreading the the knife board, and then when he took it, I'm like, you stupid son of a bitch. But uh, <laughs> he was all right. He was. He's. It was nothing. So. And then, like, they used the saw board, and the saw board got used a lot more because they had, like, saws, and they had gussets, and Bobby bled pretty fucking good, so. Yeah, well, I think if you're doing an IKW show and you're not bleeding half to death, you're probably doing it wrong. So. <laughs> well, I'll say this much. Uh, when it comes to ICW, um, you know, I'm not the, the, the biggest fan. Um, I like some of the I like the, some of the people they book, so I will watch them. But I'm not a big deathmatch guy, so like it's a lot more. I don't know. Um, it's a little bit more entertaining and scary when you know somebody personally that's in a match. Uh, I think that's the only reason I watch that match is because I mean I'd rather watch that than Hulk Hogan talk. So, uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, I had a little bit more personal stake in it, so it was a little bit more. I don't know different i don't know but overall man uh everything i watched uh i ended up uh taking friday off and i watched everything i could on friday uh i really enjoyed have fun be sad um the fin juice violence is forever match was probably the best match of the weekend if not definitely top five um the most showcase of the independence uh obviously we're going to cover block a today uh was really good and then block b um i was able to watch most of uh while i was sitting at work doing nothing and it was really good so and of yeah, course block, we, a, block a i watched live block b i watched most of i had to leave the house for a little bit so i missed bits and peeking of it but and then we had the premiere of aiw go for broke and i am in love with that concept that, that was that first episode was great and i cannot wait to so 
I have been um, doing, I did a preview and we've done one review so far, obviously, because there's only one episode out uh, for Wrestling Cheers, and I'll be doing that for the remainder of those episodes. So if you want to hear my opinions on that in full, uh, whenever the next Wrestling Cheers episode drops, uh, you should be able to hear that. And then starting this week, we're going to, I think it's going to drop tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. And then literally Monday or excuse me, Tuesday, right after the next episode airs, we're going to record and that'll, and that'll start coming out on Thursdays after. So a couple days after you'll hear a full review with Jay gold, myself and, uh, Justin summers. So it's, it, we recorded last night for the first episode. It was a lot of fun. It's good stuff. Oh, I forgot to tell you too. Uh, our episode last week, uh, was, the one of the first episodes ever to go into the top 10 automatically with its first week downloads. So I, yeah, I definitely got more feedback about that one than I had gotten for a lot of our other episodes too. So yeah, <laughs> it was all positive. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I really enjoyed it. I'm very happy we've gotten all the feedback we did. So um, it's definitely probably one of my favorite episodes we've done. Uh, it was a big undertaking to have five people talking about a show and trying to keep it all together. And, uh, you know, Jay Gold is the the brave heart of the group. He's, he's out there cutting speeches and on everything. And, you know, I wonder if he was, like, in debate class in school. Or, or any of that stuff. Like, I feel like he just, he's a natural talker. I wonder if he's. <laughs> he may just like to talk. That might be, that might be the extent of it. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's cooped up, you know, we got what's going on in the world. So, all right. Well, I guess we should go, uh, see w- what's on IWTV this coming week. And then right. we're going to go into a commercial after that. We'll come back and we'll, uh, get into our review. What's on IWTV. All right, so Tuesday, April 13th at 8 p.m. Eastern, we have New South Pro Wrestling Action Clash Episode 31, and following that at 10 p.m. Eastern, AIW Go For Broke Episode 2. Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, Limitless Wrestling The Road Season 3 Episode 8, followed by at 10 p.m. Paradigm Pro Wrestling UWFI Contender Series Season 2 Episode 4. Friday, April 16th at 7 p.m. Eastern, Limitless Wrestling, Suffer No Fools. Saturday, April 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern, H2O Wrestling, Misery Business. And that's what's on IWTV this week. You can't see what's not seen until you let go of what is seen. And that's, I'm talking about your money. And we are a couple of guys who've become friends over our love of professional wrestling and all things carny related to said sport. So we decided to take our love of that and create a podcast about grifters and charlatans and con men. It's called If You Catch My Grift, and it will be available every Saturday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you may get your podcast from.
I'm excited for that, man. I don't know about you, but I'm really excited to to have another podcast to listen to. I have so many podcasts to listen to right now. It's not even funny. Luckily, I'm going to be doing a lot more driving to Cleveland in the near future here. I got more time to listen. Yeah, maybe we can get caught up. Hope so. All right, let's get another review. The weekly review. All right. And we are reviewing IWTV Family Reunion 2021 Block A to play this past Thursday, April 8th at 12 noon from the 81 Bay Brewing Company in Tampa, Florida, part of WrestleMania Weekend and the Showcase of the Independent. Uh, I don't know what happened, but we got started about 15 minutes later so with the show. I don't know if they were just late getting cut up or if they had some difficulty getting the feet up and running or what the situation was, but yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but when we came up, everything was looking good. Um, I liked the, uh, the building and the space that they were in. It actually looked really nice. And, uh, you know, with the ring in there and then like the kind of theme that they had going on in there, it was pretty cool. So different, but I liked it. And they, they tried to keep the bartender off the hard camera and it made it look like that nobody went at the bar, which was kind of weird, but <laughs> yeah, once I, don't know, it, I don't even think I would have noticed that, but John Thorne brought it up on his Twitter during the show. It's like, why isn't anybody at the bar partying? What's going on? Dude, I just, I think there was really low attendance for, for both shows until the evening shows, uh, they kind of filled in, but like the daytime shows were just really, just not really well attended, unfortunately. Um, you know, we're still in the middle of a pandemic, uh, and just people not really wanting to travel uh, on top of, uh, you know, everything else going on. I just, it was very limited. You got, you got two competing companies, uh, you know, one started at 11, one started at noon. There's, there's all those factors. You're basically, you're basically just split your crowd. I mean, it, it, WrestleMania wasn't as big or as international as it normally is. So there's just going to be a lot less people and split those people up among everything else. It's just going to be a lot less. So, yeah, but once we did get going, we opened it up with the Lucha Rules six man tag team match. It was the team of Travis Huckabee, Matt McCalkey, and a very good professional wrestler taking on Boomer Hatfield, The Boar, and Erica Lee. This was a fun opener. I think it might have been a little bit too long for an opener, but uh, overall, I thought everybody got enough time with everything, and it was fun. It was definitely fun. They opened with a very good professional wrestler against Boomer Hatfield, father and son, which was mentioned on commentary, which was nice for them to mention that. I felt like they went way too long right at the beginning. It seemed like they went on for about four or five minutes before they started getting guys switching in and out. And if they would have cut, even cut their stuff down, but to like a minute and a half, two minutes, that, that would have improved it greatly. And that's not ain't nothing against either one of those guys. Like the Keekman could help with good, but when you got good athletes out there, you got to kind of keep it moving a little bit better. I think we didn't really going. Yeah. It, uh, it was interesting. I don't know. Like it was as hyped as I was to like get into the wrestling and stuff like that. It was, it was an interesting start. It was, I mean, I like everybody in the match. I thought there was some great spots like Borge going, uh, diving over the top rope on everybody. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff like that. Um, it's funny. I got to actually tell somebody about how, um, Boomer was made because <laughs> <laughs> they had never heard that story before. And I didn't tell them, it, uh, like they were, they were talking to boomer and I didn't bring it up with the, in the conversation with him because he's already heard it from me once and he, <laughs> I don't want him to block me. So <laughs> I DM the person and we, we, we laughed about it and 
we had a real good laugh and it was it was pretty good so anytime i get to t- talk about you know how boomer was made was this is a fun time uh, great my favorite spot probably the entire show and near the end of this one uh, they're, they're struggling on the top rope a very good professional wrestler actually hitting a top rope power slam and like a double backdrop that breaks up the pin yes that was fucking dope too yeah that popped me real big yeah, I, I think that was my favorite spot of the end. I think my, my favorite spot of the entire weekend so far, to be honest with you. Like, that was great. It was the poor pinning a very good professional wrestler to open things off. 17 minutes and 13 seconds for the opening match. Again, a little long, I think, but really good. Yeah. From there, we have Daniel McCabe against Jaden Newman. And I knew this was going to be a grapple fuck match from the start, man. Jaden Newman is just he just keeps getting better and better and he's just he's so good and Makabe is you know take trying to take over the mantle of the wrestling genius that you know so that actually made me realize that i really want to see Makabe against chris hero yeah and i think that that would be a killer match that somebody should book somewhere preferably somewhere close enough that i can come see it in person um or you know if maybe that gets booked next year in texas I, I hopefully i will be in texas next year for uh, mania week so i'm saving my vacation time for it there you go some great matt wrestling throughout this uh maccabi ended up hurting his neck taking a suplex so he's telling his neck through the whole way uh, he had an ear injured previously and nate newman's working on that as well some great psychology great work there by newman throughout uh it was eventually maccabi hitting the arm bar for the commission in 955 again good stuff here yeah man uh there was a point where like jade newman like popped um Maccabi in the mouth a bunch of times and like worked on his jaw a bunch and like Maccabi was bleeding out of his mouth it was good stuff i mean not for Maccabi, but it was it was a uh, very interesting to you know to work on a jaw okay from there we have our old wrestling exhibition <laughs> the Chico lexington black taking on will russell uh i'm i'm going to say that uh, i am in disagreement with bick on this one bick did not seem to like it based on his Twitter. I quite enjoyed this. Oh, we're just bringing random reporters in, into the mix now on this. Another podcast can mention them with no apparent reason. I can do it too. Probably, uh, I probably, probably never seen. Because example of what Dylan liked for comedy wrestling, I, I I can't agree with them. I'm like, this one's good. I don't know what you're talking about. He, he's obviously never fucking seen old then because old is hey, fucking hey. awesome. So he can shut the fuck up. So. What I love about the entire thing is they are all—they're basically fighting over a one-dollar bill, like the entire match. <laughs> and there's one point where he pulls it out and he's like, "Where'd you get a two-dollar bill from?" <laughs> <laughs> Fucking amazing! And then he got the—he got one of uh, Will Russell got one of Hugo's shoes. <laughs> it was great. This was so much fun, man. It was like eight minutes long. It was great. Finish comes when Will Russell is trying to get a cut flip going. Judge Black is holding onto the rope to keep him going over. Will Ruckle pulled a $5 bill out of Black Pocket. Black, like, what the hell are you doing? And he finishing the cut flip for the pin. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was, dude. It was so much fun. Like, that's exactly what old wrestling is. Like, you take something so simple and make a match out of it. And it was just, it was a blast. It was the greatest. Like, that's that's what it's all about for me. Next up was the battle to determine the number one contender the independent wrestling championship it was wheeler yuda taking on adam priest and again that's another really good match i i think i think it should be mentioned with the previous match up here you've seen some, some really good wrestling because you got your little 
I don't really want to call it a come down match, but you got a, you got something different, and then you go back into the great wrestling coming off of that. Right. Yeah. They, it was a nice to you had like a nice taste of everything that's on IWTV with this because you had your your camp leap leapfrog lucha six rule uh, lucha rule six man tag, then you had Maccabi and Jade Newman showing you um, stuff from Scenic City, um, then you had uh, Will Russell and Judge Hugo um from old then you have this iwtv number one contenders match you had a uwfi rules match from paradigm you had another six-man tag match from horror slam then you had an iwa mid-south heavyweight title match and then the iwtv title match so you got a nice mix of of content from promotions that are on iwtv yeah this was just a genius thing to do like and everything like you could the best part about a lot of the shows all from the showcase of the independence was that you could watch the show know nothing about what was going on in any of the matches as far as like feuds or whatever and enjoy the hell out of the match and the show and if you knew what was going on going into those if you followed any of those promotions you enjoyed it even more because they they didn't dumb it down to just give out a general vibe for it. they the commentary talked everything that was going on into the feud and and treated it as such and it was it was excellent that's you couldn't ask for anything better that was so perfect to do it that way because that just gave everything a purpose it was it was wonderful it was wonderful and in this case here, we're building toward a few a future independent wrestling championship match. We had some great wrestling out of Weaver Yuta and Adam Priest here. Yeah, I like Adam both Priest, guys a lot. Yeah. Adam Priest turned a lot of heads in that tournament last month. I, I a lot of people are just now starting to realize how good he really is. And we're getting a lot of that out of Wheeler Yuta as well at this point. And a lot of people are just now really picking up how good both of these guys are. Yeah, I mean Yuta making it to the finals of the um mass wrestler and then attacking the person who won who turned out to be the winner of the the match between him and warhorse lee moriarty i mean this is just great storytelling with the title and and getting from one point to the next point and yuda picked up the win here i mean this was i i could have went either way on this but i had a feeling that you know yuda is he is a different person than than what we've seen from him before um we're starting to see this real just aggressive mean side of him and uh he he picked up the win here yeah beautiful cradle with a bridge to get that pin as well i would definitely like to see them go at it again and i'd definitely like to see adam priest um maybe eventually get a shot at the iwtv title as well because him and lee moriarty would be really fucking good from there we uh go down go to our paradigm pro matchup here uwfi rule robert martyr taking on dominic garini Yes, and you know this this match about five minutes long, and uh, Robert Martyr showed showed some impressive skill. He's he's still young in his career, but he he kind of showed up Dom a little bit, and Dom bullied him a little bit and put him in the bully choke and got got the win. Yeah, there's one point where Dom just gets really pissed off at him and slaps him like David Schultz slapped the fucking reporter. <laughs> fucking great, just right in the ear. Yeah, this was, I, I was surprised how competitive this was. I was surprised how long this one went. The UWFRI rules matches don't usually last that long. This one did top the five-minute mark. So. Yeah. Okay, from there, we go to our Hood Slam Perkin Tag Team Match. Oh, did I say, hor- did I say Horror Slam? I meant Hood Slam. My bad. No, you're fine. All right, Hood Third Slam. Honey Bone and Super Beast taking on D-Rogue, 
James T. and Willow Nightingale, and your referee is Nuck Nuck Johnson. <laughs> I cannot get over the fact I, I've worked show with the guy. I worked with him in Vegas with Cauliflower Alley. Uh-huh. I still cannot get over the fact that he actually called himself Nuck Nuck. I don't know why. I mean, we have the team of Funny Bone, Nurse Ratchet, and the Super Beast, which was, I mean, that's a hell of a team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's my first time uh, seeing D Rogan, James Key. I was impressed with what I saw. They look pretty good. Yeah. James C uh, hit some really unique moves uh, that really impressed me. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? I've never seen or heard of him before. And he's out here busting out like these crazy backbreakers with his, with the, with the foot. And I'm just like, what the hell's going on? Uh, so he really impressed me. I'm definitely going to follow up and check, check out more of his stuff because he, he really impressed me. And the big dive in the match was hit by D rogue here. By this point, we actually had not seen a lot of dive going to show, but D Rogue had a dive here. Boar had a dive in the opener. It's all the big dudes were at, were the one going for the dive on this show. Yeah, because all the little guys can do it. It doesn't matter when a big guy does it. That's when it's cool. So Funny Bone team did get the win here in about eight minutes. Funny Bone, I Funny Bone has my favorite makeup job in all wrestling. Like I love his makeup job. Yeah, and then he he peeled off that layer at the end, and uh, it was even creepier. So yeah. Plus he had he had pleather shorts on, so you know you got a got a soft spot for the pleather shorts. Those are classic. Yeah, from there it is Jake Chris defending the IWA Mid South World Heavyweight Championship against John Wayne Murdoch. I got called out here a little bit with this one. <laughs> yes, you did. I, I all I said was you have to defend your title outside of the United States to to even consider classifying yourself as a world championship. I didn't tag anybody in the post. I just did the hashtag for the show. And almost immediately, the IWA Mid-South Twitter go, well, Eric Cannon defended in Switzerland in, 20, in 2006. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> and then Eric Cannon swung in and uh, added some more fill to the fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you will never be working on WWE Mid-South now. So congratulations on that. <laughs> I legitimately did not know about that title defense. <laughs> Yeah, still, it's, it is what it is. It, uh, you should just never assume that they have never defended it outside of the country, man. It's it's Ian Rotten's belt, like you know, all the I people that mention, have held that I didn't title. Even mention I'd be mid south by name. Like if I would have put the hashtag in, no one would have had any idea what I was talking about. That's true. That could have been a generic. That could have been a generic independent <laughs> wrestling company. This is true, but you know, you you uh, you tempted fate, and and you. Uh, <laughs> So what did you think about this match? It, it's a typical IWA Mid-South match. They did a bunch of shit. Uh, if you want some good technical wrestling out of out of your uh, title matches, this was not the match to get that on. Like right at right at the bell, Jake Chris threw a door. That was the first move of the match. Yeah. Yeah. So because it was fun. under old school IWA Mid-South rules, which means anything goes, but it's not no holds barred. Right. So John Wayne Murdoch did hit a deep South destroyer off the second rope on Chris and pin him. And they said it was a title change, yes, they did. but later on, on the IW mid South Twitter, John Wayne Murdoch lost the rights to use the deep South destroyer as a finishing move to Jake Christ on June 29th, 2017 in an I quit match with this being sanctioned as an, uh, an I sanctioned IWA mid South match and not a no holds barred. Jake Christ is still your IWA world heavyweight champion because he used an illegal move. So of course they, I had not heard that. 
Cage match not even updated that yet. They've still got John Wayne Murdoch listed the champion. I know. I'm looking at cage match. I also have the tweet from IW Mid South that says otherwise because I saw it like not long after that. And uh, yeah, so they said it was a title change. He celebrated with the title, but it was stripped, and it's going back to Jake Christ. So IWA Mid South retweeted me mentioning that John Wayne Murdoch was a time champion. <laughs> Obviously, it was not a decision made immediately. Then we have our main event for the Independent Wrestling Championship. Lee Moriarty in his first title defense taking on Edith Gurriel. And this was really fucking good. And that, this is the best match of the show, I think, and on a show of really good matches. It, it was. And let me tell you, uh, getting to see the, 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 the big match feel that I got from this, watching Edith Gurriel's entrance with the, the, the paintings, and knowing that Edith Surreal is like an artist and all these paintings and all the stuff that we saw, it was beautiful. And then like, I was like, oh man, please tell me it's going to move like from painting to painting. And it did. And as it was doing, I was like, oh man, please tell me it's going to pan to her, uh, you know, for the entrance. And I'm like, this is going to be so cool. And they did. And it was actually two guys holding the... A, a frame with her posing in it and i thought that was fucking awesome then she climbed through the frame oh it was so good i loved it it was i tweeted about it earlier today uh on my rewatch and uh i just i loved it i think that was probably my favorite entrance of the entire weekend uh it was so cool so well done and the meanings behind all the paintings and then that final moment when she came through the painting was just just chef's kiss i mean it was great i loved it and then of course you know you got uh lee moriarty his entrance music he's got the 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 new mask he's got the belt Ugh. this was i was so amped for this match and they absolutely delivered there some great mat wrestling throughout they did a ton of unique offense I, i'm i'm gonna even try to describe the one sunset flip lee moriarty got out of this but the guy changed position three or four times Lee Moriarty get the sunset flip like it should not have been physically possible to get the to get that sunset flip off and they found and they found a way to do it. And yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, he uh, he did some really great work uh, working Edith's midsection and uh, it was really good, really good stuff. Uh, it was interesting to see somebody work the midsection like that, and then for that to play into the finish of you know trying to get the shoulders up and using the legs to basically have to do a crunch to get your feet up and getting it caught, and it was perfect. It's great stuff. I would love to see them go in a two out of three falls match, or you know even a thirty minute uh, Iron Man match or something like that. That'd be great. I'd love to see it. Yeah, there was one roll up that Edith got that looked like she was going to win the championship and. Lee Moriarty barely got his toe on the rope to break the pin. Great stuff there. And then you mentioned the finish earlier. Moriarty gets the cradle. He's bridging out of it. He's trying to go into a bridge. You see Kirill trying to get the shoulder up, and it just never comes off the mat, and that's the, and that's the three count. Yep. Really good stuff here. After the match, a guy in a Mac come out. Looks like they're going to uh, end up attacking either Kirill on Mac to be really Yuta, and Moriarty and Yuta are no-to-no, and they pretty much go off the air immediately. Yep. And I believe I heard the uh, data as May six for that Lee Moriarty Wheeler Yuta match. If I heard if I heard the date correctly, somewhere around there. Really, I hadn't heard anything yet, so that's interesting. Was that uh, is that going to be on Beyond or something like that? Or I believe it, I believe it could be on show. Yeah. Okay. I believe that's what I saw. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. Uh, overall, what do you give it? Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle, man. 
it's a thumbs up. It's a great way to get the weekend started. They're working a bad match on the show. Like even the stuff that I probably would not like in normal circumstances just clicked. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. I was very happy with it. And uh, I think we're going to cover Block B next week. So we'll just keep it rolling and we'll, we'll, we'll keep going through and pick some shows for the weekend. And yeah. That works for me. But I, I miss parts of Block B and give me a chance to go back and relive it. Hell yeah, man. All right, how about you get your plugs in? Let's take this home. Absolutely. You can follow me on Twitter at RefJayhawk, Facebook and Instagram at Jayhawk1539. Also, follow me on Twitch at RefJayhawk. The uh, Ultimate World Title Tournament is still continuing. The WWE Tournament is coming up next. And I'm uh, going to start uh, streaming MLB The Show next week as well. So, please, the game comes out on Friday. I've already got it pre-ordered. Speaking of which, did you get to see that... Uh that the 2k22 is finally coming <laughs> the trailer looked really good i really want to hear about the mode and the, the gameplay before i get too excited about it and just remember that ukes quit in the middle of the cycle last year that's why it was how it was or two years ago that's why it was the way it was because they had to retry to rebuild all that code so oh, i understand that they've had they've had the extra year yeah, so to get it taken care of, to your so cycle, I, so I'm hopefully it's a good thing. But until the final product comes out, well, yeah, I'm going to try to hold off. Well, to well obviously, to obviously, but it's and it's again, it was like a 30 second trailer. It wasn't anything crazy, but at least we know, hey, it's coming soon. So, yeah, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us, and don't forget about our merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Also, check out our podcast friends, Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, the Super Fantastic Podcast, At Odds with Wrestling, the Spotlight Series, It's Evolution Baby, and If You Catch My Grift. And our other non-podcasting friends, pwponderings.com, Big Starks Brand, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, Set Tab Photo, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Kayfabe Collectibles, Action Wrestling, Paradigm Pro Wrestling, and Southern Underground Pro. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Charlie underscore Butters, and you can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at IWTV Guide. Wear your mask. Black Lives Matter. Talk to you next week, everyone. Thank you.